0: Hello, and welcome to the Ontario Animal Health Network mini-podcast series on COVID-19 precautions in veterinary clinics. My name is Dr. Maureen Anderson from the Ontario Ministry of Agriculture, Food, and Rural Affairs, and co-lead for the Owen Companion Animal Network. Each of these mini-podcasts features a lightning round with advice and tips from infection control expert and University of Guelph professor, Dr. Scott Weiss. Scott... What animal patients and procedures in veterinary clinics warrant extra infection control precautions for the SARS-CoV-2 virus?
1: Now, a risk assessment is something we should be doing all the time. And it's something that we do all the time anyway. We just don't call it a risk assessment. What's the likelihood this patient has this issue? What's the likelihood this patient's going to bite me? What's the likelihood of this, that, the other thing? These are all risk assessments. And when it comes to COVID, we do a risk assessment. What's the likelihood that this patient is infectious? and potentially at risk of transmitting it to myself or clinic staff. And that's thinking about a couple of things. It's thinking about where it might've been exposed. So humans are the source of this virus, predominantly if not exclusively. So this is flagging high-risk situations, meaning animals coming from households where COVID might be present. So diagnosed COVID cases, likely COVID cases, situations where people are being tested but don't have the result, we should assume there's some degree of risk there. So that means that you know dog cat ferret those species that we know at least some degree of susceptibility could be infected now what that means for us and what we do depends on some other things so the clinical status of the animal and how we're interacting with them you know if they have clinical signs that are consistent with covid they're probably shedding more virus that they're infected versus if they're subclinically infected they have a mild infection but they aren't showing any signs of disease so we think about the animal's origin what's the risk of exposure We think about its clinical status. And then we think about what we're doing with it because contact with an animal is quite variable. I can have really distant contact. I could be at arm's length doing a physical exam, not getting that close to respiratory secretions or getting close to feces. Or I could be right in its face, intubation, dental procedures, depending on the exam. Or it could be coughing, it could be sneezing and creating aerosols that might be infectious. So we need to think about all those different scenarios. What's the risk the animal's infected? What's the risk the animal's infectious? And what's the risk that that could be transmitted to me based on what we're doing? And that will impact the level of PPE that I wear. And that could range from just our normal mask, but it could also be adding on eye protection, gown, gloves, or in the highest risk situation, an N95 mask, face shield, If I've got, well, the worst case scenario is a cat from a household with an active infection and the cat has respiratory disease Mm -hmm. and I have to be close to that cat's face for some reason. Ideally, we stop these and we don't let the animal come in if there's a higher risk that it's infected. We wait until they get over it. But there's some situations where we have to treat those animals. So we need to think about what added precautions we're going to use.
0: Thank you, Dr. Weiss, for all your insight and advice. If you have a COVID-19 related question about which you'd like to hear a podcast or a mini podcast, please go to oahn.ca and email us. While you're there, don't forget to check out the rest of our mini podcast series, our COVID-19 Veterinary Resources page, and all of the other Ontario Animal Health Network resources and tools for practitioners. Thanks for listening, be well and stay safe.